somehow. That's, I mean, that's borderline. I don't, I don't know what channel it was on. Like, I just know. TGIF. Is that a channel? Okay. Can we just end this episode? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, peeps, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies, share our perspectives as filmmakers, while puking blood and our spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. Hello, I'm Matt. Puking blood is the name of the game. Terror. It is. In the flesh. Five college graduates rent a cabin in the woods and begin to fall victim to a horrifying flesh-eating virus, which attracts the unwanted attention of the homicidal locals. 2003 people cabin fever i love this movie oh my gosh stop hitting your desk (laughs) i love this movie i'm looking forward to talking about it he is pounding on his desk you guys he's so excited about (laughs) this movie movie. is awesome it is awesome (laughs) okay so as you said 2003 um directed by eli roth okay eli roth is my hero He's my hero. He's amazing. He's he fantastic. And Ro- he and Rob Zombie are my two idols, my heroes. So and so, and this was written by him and uh, a gentleman named Randy Pearlstein. Yep. Pearlstein. So they were Pearlstein. Um, Pearlstein. I, think they, I think they went. Pearlstein. to NY- may have gone to NYU together. I think they went to school together. Yes. NYU. And so, yeah, and then he got the idea from working at the horse farm. Well, I, I'll let you keep going. I I know all. I don't want to ruin everything. Mm. You keep going. No, no, no. You can tell that. Go for no, it. No, I think a lot of the idea from it was he was working and he was had a, some some gig at a farm in Iceland or something. Eli Roth did it after college and he, or I don't know when it happened, but I guess he got a, got a really bad skin rash. And I guess this kind of led the way for him to kind of say, Hey, why don't mm-hmm. I make a movie about this, about a flesh eating virus. And it was apparently the from the rotting hay in the barn. And he said, and mm. this is, this is the worst part in the movie. I think for me, okay. he said that his face broke out all in sores and it bled and peeled off when he shaved. So I'll get to that. We'll get to that good. Yeah, that's a great part. And then, well, let me, before we, before we jump in, let me just add on that the sound mixer, John Neff, also, he had survived a real flesh eating bacteria. Mm, Man, um, people get it. Bacterial disease. And so it's real. He said it took him 13 days of intensive care, medical contention to save his life. And he says the makeup in this film is like absolutely accurate. Uh, people get this it. This is what it it's, looks like. It's real. And you can, yeah, you can be like bedridden and almost dead like that dude. And some people get it and they just take it. I mean, whatever, <laughs> but you don't want to end up like these folks. That's for sure. It is so gross. Okay. So it's so gross. And I love it. Before we start talking about everything, <laughs> yes. um, do me a favor, Matt guys, we're yes. going to do this a little bit differently today. We're not going to go through the entire movie. Instead, Matt is going to give us a, a rundown of the essentials. Oh man. Okay. All right, now starting from scratch. Okay. Yep, no pressure, no pressure. No, um, cabin fever. Okay, so it is the it is the. Um, I wrote a um, an article, a review about this that I, I certainly hope you guys mm-hmm. can read on, you know, shameless promotion hilltopvideos.com blog. Please read my article. It, as I say, it's a gory tale of friends after college. Um, it's these five kids. No, it's a, uh, four of them, five of them. They, after um, they graduate school, and they roll out to a cabin to kind of just chill for like a weekend, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it doesn't go well. They find, um, there's this, we first were introduced to this hermit and he gets the virus from his dead dog mm-hmm. and they see him, they're hanging out, having a campfire. He shows up all twisted and gnarly and they don't help him out. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's comical and it's, you know, this movie I love because it just has so much to it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. It's gross. It's scary. It's like apprehend. It's just a lot mm-hmm. of great things. Um, they end up getting the virus, of course, yep. one by one, obviously. Um, first, uh, Karen, and then they lock her up in a shed and everybody gets it. And the great thing is r- starring Ryder strong, mm-hmm. Sean Hunter from boy meets world. Don't lie to me. It's not your favorite show. Because I love me some Boy Meets World. Let me tell you, I'm not going to be bashful about that. I that never was, saw it. Oh, man. Like, seriously, not even an I episode. I don't know how I missed it. I have no idea how I missed it. I just <sighs> never, like, got it man. somehow. That's, I mean, that's borderline. I don't, I don't know what channel it was on. Like, I just know. TGIF. Is that a channel? Okay. Can we just end this episode? <laughs> <laughs>
this this is borderline tragic. <laughs> anyway. I guess I'll have to go watch it. I think anyway. my husband has even seen it. I've never seen it. Ryder Strong, we love him. He's great. Um, he plays um, what the heck? Paul I think is the character's name. Yeah, he plays Paul. So yeah, basically what it is is the dude, the homeless guy, after he gets lit on fire in a bunch of stuff, falls into the water supply, mm-hmm. and that's how they all get it. Because yep. Bert makes like a bet that he can drink only beer the whole time. Yeah, he gets Bert it from drinking and, the water. Uh, and Jeff yeah, make that he, bet. Um, and it's kind of funny because all these guys remind you of someone you know, like right. Well, yeah. Like oh yeah, they're they very typical like college <laughs> student yes. stereotypes. They really. So are. the thing I love about it is as they go through, and you know, and and of course, pretty, very, one by sorry. one, they all die. Did I do a very um, good job of explaining this? I didn't really finish. I just, you did a I, pretty good job. Should of I keep explaining going? It. I've kind of gotten <laughs> off track here, honestly. You did a pretty good job <laughs> of explaining it. Um. So, but basically, what I love about it, I think, I think we got the gist though. That what I Flesh love about it, virus, though, they all die and they're all hunted down by some backwoods crazies at right the same time. and they and they fight with the backwoods crazies yes and who are not that crazy but that's a whole They're other not. story um what you got you gave to dennis i now, love the most about this movie everything oh well it's a great movie <laughs> overall but with my favorite thing about it is that nobody actually dies of the virus yeah, that is pretty accurate. Nobody dies from the actual virus. They all yeah. end up killing each other. Or get some yeah, they they they're they're murdered. They're all murdered. Yeah, they're, they're all murdered or eaten by a dog or whatever oh, because they're so afraid so of love... each other having the virus and giving it to themselves, giving yes. it to someone else, you know. So the dog's name is Dr. Mombo. Oh, the poor dog, it's so gross. Dr. Mombo. Um mm. I love that scene. But there's two dogs. There's the first dead dog that's with the yeah, the hermit. I don't remember the first what his with name the was. But... With the hermit. I don't think it had a name, but he goes over to it and he like touches it and he, he grabs it's, its, its front like leg and mutilated. Lips. And it's and just totally the mutilated. The whole center of it is like just gore. Yeah, he's like totally mutilated and that just squirts him in the face uh, and that's where. Yeah, it's so gross. It's yeah. so gross. And then, so well, I think, you know, okay, so Eli Roth, like I said, he's like my hero. I love mm-hmm. his movies. Like I just, you know, I think he said things like when he was a kid, I think it was like bar mitzvah or something. He had like a chainsaw shaped cake. Like horror is like his thing. It's like, it's like his DNA kind of deal. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He did a cool thing. I don't know if you guys ever watch. um, I I like to watch the DVDs back in the day. I'll still, I mean, whatever uh, with director commentary. I love to hear what they have to say. Right. Yeah. And he does one. that's pretty cool. He doesn't even talk so much about the movie. He kind of just talks about like making movies in general. And he talks about like, uh how like film school is a good idea and what he learned and how he learned how to make movies and just it's it's mm-hmm. really kind of for someone like me and you it's just like you can really eat this stuff up it's so interesting yeah um you know he loves scary movies and this is like his homage like you know there's so many cool scenes that are they're in they're so they're in the they're in the car and one of the first scenes are driving to the cabin and they listen to that song the road goes to nowhere last house on the left that's what that's mm-hmm. from right um, there are scenes like when he stabs the guy with the screwdriver in the ear. It's from Dawn of the Dead. Um, the cabin looks like the cabin from Evil Dead, right? Um, you know, he's kind of there's a couple shots that remind me of as one of like reminds me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, there's like there's little things that he puts in here that are just totally homages to these movies that if you love this stuff, like you get it and you really appreciate it. Um, you know, he spent his time, he raised his money, he wrote it, he got, mm-hmm. you know battle Lamenti, the italian guy to do the score for him it's like incredible um the film stock it, the film looks great it looks yeah. really really yeah. nice it's beautiful you know he shot all this stuff right um you know like that's a dream like he, he his, his dream came true and that is just like so amazing to see someone who loves this so much to do this and just like to have that same frequency i had with him so when i went to go see it and and, and i'll plug it though if, if, if i wrote it in the same thing my friend kevin if he's listening he was the one who was like, let's go see Cabin Fever. Like, it looks, this movie looks awesome. And I hadn't heard anything about it, quite frankly. And we watched it, and I was like, okay, good choice. <laughs> this movie's awesome. I mean, it's just great. I think it was 2000. I was like 23 at the time when we saw it. Um, I've probably seen it, you know, 10 times since. I love it. So I have met Jordan Ladd. Jordan Ladd okay. is amazing. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. Um, what's her face? She plays Karen. <laughs> She plays Karen. Who is, who is the girl who um, Paul likes? Who doesn't, quite frankly, right? And she um, and she's an interesting character, I think, because in a lot of movies she would be the final girl. 
Right? Yeah. She's the sort There's of sweet, no final innocent, girl in this movie. like, yeah, but, but she's, but she's more of, she, well, she's more of, I was going to say she plays more of a manic pixie dream girl mm, yeah. for Paul. Yes. Like, so she's very, oh, totally. He's, she's he's very flirtatious. She obviously likes him, but she's but like, know, not going to come out and say it. But, but that's, but that's, that's not an uncommon. I mean, how many guys and, and women at the same time have had that in their life where they've, there's been that girl or that guy that has been yeah. like, you know, you're, you know, each other, you probably got something going. You may never hook up, like whatever. It happens all the time. Um, but I met her finally. She's wonderful. She's gorgeous. She's amazing. She's a wonderful actress. She's awesome. She's in some other great stuff. You should see a movie called Grace. She's in that movie, and it's wonderful. Oh, I've Go heard with... that movie's good. Yes. It's it's uh, it's not for everybody, um, but it's wonderful. So I met her. To, it was fantastic to meet her. I met Serena Vincent, who played – was it Marcy, right, in the movie? Um, yes, she um, played Marcy. Mm-hmm. I met her. She was great, too. Um, you know, and I was asking her, of course, the famous scene. She's shaving her legs and they're disgusting. Oh, and that whatever. scene. Oh, God. So I, I asked her, like, you know, what did you think of that? What was motivation? How'd you do it? And she said, you know, the whole time Eli Roth was just telling her, I mean, I just need you to think of the worst day of your life right now. You know, I need you to, th- mm-hmm. to do that. And I guess it worked because, yeah, for those that don't know it, yeah, there's that scene where she gets the virus and she's shaving her, her legs. Oh. Why in that situation would you be taking the time to shave your legs? I'm not sure, but well, not and, the point. And because she, it made she, for a great scene. She's got the like. She's got the soap on her legs. The she's the shaving in the tub. Cream. She's all and done she, up. Yeah. She does one stroke of the razor, and you see it appear, and you see her like start to cry. Well, no, not, not at first. You're not sure what's gonna. You you think you know, but you're not sure. Well, it doesn't oh, happen no, no, right no. away. But when, but when you right. see it, yeah. When, when you, you see, it, see yeah. it, she's crying. But but my point is, yeah. She keeps shaving the leg after she sees the sores. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. It's horrible. Well, we love it, it as the audience. It is one of but... the worst things I have seen on yeah. film. Like it's so. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's and then so you see her... dissed- unsettling. And then I love the part. Also, after that, it's even, well, even worse. Hold on, hold on, I guess I have more about that part, though. Okay. Yeah. So that that scene, she said. She was so she was naked. It's a freezing cold set. She said it was the very, very unpleasant. North she's Carolina in the spring, this, I think, is she's naked in this cold bathtub. The water's all cold and goo, fake blood everywhere. Yeah. And she said it was, you know, it was completely sanitary. They made sure it was, but she said that it felt really icky. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah, that makeup is top notch. I mean, you, you, your mind starts. Yeah, of course it will. I mean, yeah, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Oh it's, my goodness! It, no, it's so gross. But I think what makes that scene even worse than I mean, that's bad enough. But then she gets up, and remember, her and Paul had just had sex, so she's got his marks oh, all over mm-hmm. her back too. Like her, she's like falling apart. And then, of course, the dog eats her. Um, and for those yeah. that want to know the cool thing, of course, that is Eli Roth, who's grim, the guy that shows up with all the weed. Yep. Or Justin, He's Justin or Grim, yes. Grim is my skating name. He says that is <laughs> that is Eli Roth with his big yeah. bag of pot. Um, by the way, acting. Um, if you've seen, I hope you all have seen God Inglorious Bastards, which is an incredible movie by Quentin Tarantino. He plays um, who is it? Donnie, um, Donnie, whatever the um, um, the bear Jew, I guess in um, that movie. And he's awesome in that movie. He's not a bad actor at the same time. He can make good movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, he did, he did the hostile movies. Say what you want about those. Okay, I know people so, have mixed opinions on those. Oh, yeah. But I mean, this is like the best. So speaking of Eli Roth being in the movie, did you know that he originally planned to play Deputy Winston? No, we should talk about Deputy Winston. So no, because he that did, scene he is did so want to play hilarious. Deputy Winston, but <laughs> Giuseppe Andrews it. came in. Giuseppe Andrews came in and was so good that he was oh, just like, nope, this guy's, this guy's him. Dude, when he shows up and starts talking about, hey, man. We're hey, man, so you get a party? We're going to have so many good parties. The best line of the movie, hands down, is where you party he comes up. with the ladies? And, I'll bet. And Karen, Karen comes out of the house. <laughs> that's what's going on. And he looks at her and says, don't worry, man. Everything's fine. Go get yourself a big 40. Just party. Yeah, just party. <laughs> What are you talking about? He's so hilarious. Just, oh, oh, my, my God. But, but you know, that's part of those his, his, his homage, too. It's those old 70s movies where, like, the cops are just like, you know, everyone's just party, man. Like, it's just so great. 
you know, he just – and that's, I think, part of the argument people don't like the movie. They're like, oh, it's just a ripoff of all these other movies. Well, I mean, like, flattery, like what, what's the sincerest form of flattery, whatever they say? I, um, uh, the term? I can never um, Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I just think he did everything right, and it made it look so good. Um, what I think is right about is also the sense of, like, you know, the virus as, like, this looming, you know, mm-hmm. deal. Like, it's actually – you know, it's, it's actually, you know, tearing them apart, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, well, physically and literally, you know, um, I think that part is just really so interesting about it where, you know, you have this anxiety and this looming dread of it, like the whole time as it's coming, you know, um, it's gross, like the way they just get all nasty and, Oh, and the, I mean, when they, the makeup is so oh, it's well so great. done. Oh, it's so, they, it's all so gross. They put Karen in that shed and she just goes, fuck you guys i'm gonna die in here it's like well but that scene where he comes back in where where um uh what's his name uh paul comes back in to check on her and the whole bottom of her face has like rotted off you know what i'm gonna say i tell people this from time to time we talk about this movie terror i'll tell you this right now if that ever happens to you, I will be glad to bash your face in with a shovel. And Please do. <laughs> Please do. If I ever get to that point, just put I me out gladly... of my misery. That was horrible. And so I love, um, um, you know, a Ryder Strong in the making of thing, you know, mentioned like the happiest Eli Roth had ever been. And it was that one when they were shooting that scene and he's bashing the shovel and Eli Roth is underneath him with a ketchup bottle full of blood, just squirting him and like laughing. The entire time. <laughs> and I, I can just imagine like, wouldn't that be so much fun to do? Right. That would just be a blast. Oh God. That would be so much um, fun. It would be hard to stay in character and be like seeming upset about it. Um, all right. So let's talk, okay, wait. Let, let's talk about oh, the, oh. Um, let's talk about the, um, you want to talk about the fingering scene. That's, you know, kind of the, uh, oh. Yeah, that's okay, kind of like every guy's every guy's worst nightmare. But I mean, everyone's that's the worst. other I mean, just, worst scene in the movie, you guys. Yeah. Oh my god! So so. I'll, would you also, would you like to talk about? Also, would you okay, like to talk about this? Sure, <laughs> I will. I will try to talk about it um, yeah. appropriately. We don't have. To, you know what? When I wrote my article, I wrote it uh, tastefully. We don't have to be. We don't have to be vulgar. Possibly can... inappropriately. We'll we'll do our best. Mm, so we'll see. Karen we'll see is where it asleep, goes. and. They don't know she has the virus yet. She's drank the water. She hasn't been feeling good. She's drank the water. And the drinking of the water, who can make water? How can you make water seem so menacing? Like, right. And she like goes to take a sip and you're like, ew, 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 ew. No, 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 no. She takes the sip. It's so bad. But so she's asleep. It's a little rapey. I got to be honest. Really? I thought it was a nice soft with the music. She's dead ass asleep. She tells him to stay. Right. But then she's asleep. She says, don't go. Okay, fair enough. She falls. She is literally unconscious and he starts fondling her. They do fall asleep, don't they? And then the scene picks up. You're yes, right. My fault. They are asleep okay. and he get he's right. he's watching her sleep and he starts right. fondling her her breast and then yes, he, he slides his hand down and sure you does. see her sort of moaning a little bit in her sleep yeah, she does and she then does. he brings his hand up and there's blood yeah. all over it not just blood there's like, like chunks gore, of stuff on his fingers oh, yeah dude so bad yeah there's like there's like pieces of body so you know what to your point so no one hates me i'm sorry you're right they did fall asleep and i had forgotten about yeah, that it's so, a yes. little bit rapey it's a little like stalker-esque yeah. And, well, you know um, what? I think that's I think that's fair. And they put that in there. And you know, and, uh, I mean, I think maybe you know. it's a little bit the a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's it made me feel a little icky about him doing that. I mean, I think I, I think no matter you know how you're looking at that scene, you know, I think it's icky no matter. Well, yeah, what but context. I mean, even before we knew what right. was going to happen, just, it's icky that just, he does that. Right. She's she's asleep and he's just going to town. Yeah, on it's right, it's, of course. it's icky. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I want to talk and really you know quickly about another um, another side character. Okay. Dennis. Oh man, if 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 I could get up and everyone could see, I would do like the pancakes dance so, right now. Okay, but so I... his pancakes thing at the end, pancakes. he starts yelling pancakes, pancakes and he does like he does. Apparently, it's taekwondo. So it's and he goes fu. over and he bites. He bites um. Bert. Is it Bert? Yeah, he bites Bert on yeah. the arm. Well, apparently that was added in during filming because Eli Roth saw the actor Matthew Helms 
practicing Taekwondo on a break and was like, all right, we got to put this in because the kid was a black belt. Wouldn't you? The kid's a black yeah. belt. He was like, we got to put I, this I, in. And it's badass because they show it in like slow-mo when he's doing all yep. this crazy like helicopter stuff. Yeah, it's, it's dope. I would do it. It's a perfect example of, of utilizing what you have. Like of recognize, yeah. a, a director needs to recognize what they've got and what people's talents are and and Definitely sh- did and that. showcase them and use them to the best, to the best and, um, purpose for the film. And it's just this weird moment, but Dennis is such a a weird, strange kid. That's a good way to put that it. That it it works. And he also <laughs> showcases pretty awesome haircut. Oh, <laughs> oh, that haircut's horrible. <laughs> oh man! And I love that his well, his dad, his well, brother, dad, cousin. God only knows what he is. <laughs> you got a, 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 a sickness? That's your problem. And then you go and give it to Dennis. That's my problem. Well, and there, <laughs> so and Dennis telling him what he's gonna do. So if you haven't seen it yet, guys, Dennis is is like the child of the man who runs the the creepy general store. So there's the old mm-hmm. man, and then his son, his adult son. He's not really an and then old Dennis. man. Oh, oh no, no, no. There's oh, the oh, old no, guy. Sorry, right, right. You're then yes. there's the adult oh. son, and then and, there's oh my Dennis. God. Okay, so then there's the scene and with Dennis the gun. Dennis has a penchant for biting people. <laughs> Yeah, Ryder Strong is just next to him. How you doing there, sport? And the kid just sits there, but then he bites Bert. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to mention the great part about the gun with the old guy, but I'm not going to repeat the words they say. Oh, yeah. Because that part is hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's so ridiculous. Oh, so my God. that's a little bit of a flip because you think these – so you think these – in the beginning, these these people at the general store seem very creepy and they seem very off. It's very it's it's a teen horror movie trope, right? It's very the crazy, stereotypical. Abs- the yes. crazy backwards, backwards people at the general store or at the gas station or whatever it is. It's deliverance. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so he says he says they say, oh, um, he has fox piss. And they say, what's yep. that for? And he says, well, that's for foxes. And then he points at the gun. And he says, well, that, what's that for? And he says, that's for the, and he says the N word. Yeah. And, and if the you're whole watching, movie, you're like, what the hell? What yeah. The whole movie about? though, you're like, oh my God. The you forget racist, about it. Cause racist never... backwards people. And at the very end right. of the movie, um, these black people come in and he gives them the gun and he's been cleaning it for them. And it's and like, like this weird joke. It's, and they're like pounding. Yeah. They're like giving each other a dap, and they're just like, "Oh, it, 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 it's it's freaking hilarious." Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's again. I think it's a little bit of a product of its time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody would have put that in a movie nowadays. Probably not. But it's but it's it worked, it's a funny, it funny little twist of like it's just it's just silly. Well, it's just and like, it's part yeah. of it's part of I think showing the stereotype that we have of these yes. backwards people in the Absolutely. horror movie. And then, Absolutely. you know, they're, they come out and they're chasing the kids because they, you know, but, but to them, they're like, these kids have been killing people. Yes. Like, so of course they're going to try and go chase them and, and get them out. Like, right. Of right. course. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, there are a few things in this movie to me that are a little bit like, mm, not sure we would do that nowadays. It's a little, a little uh, iffy, I think- but. I, I think any movie you can make that argument. That's that's interesting. Yeah. This, is this the first time? Is this the first time you've seen it? I think this is the second time I've seen it. Okay. So I was gonna. Well, two parts, I guess. There's a couple sequels: Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever. Don't watch it. It's disgusting. Mm. Like it, it, it is. It is a. If you think this was gross, this second movie is just like it, it is so raunchy. Ty West actually directed it, which is weird because mm. his stuff is so good. I think this was. Yeah, his first I usually movie. like Ty he West. Was, he was getting going. Then they made like another Patient Zero. I never saw it. Um, <laughs> then they made a remake, and it's kind of the same thing. But mm-hmm. I think Eli Roth was a producer, and I think the point of it for him was there were some things he maybe didn't get to do originally, and he got to add them into this new one. I think that was the point. It's not awful, okay, but it's not it's not this movie, but it's not awful. It it, it is worth watching. I actually I I, I did like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to my, to my, well, I was going to also say about, you know, the product of the time or whatever. I was reading something recently about um, how American Beauty, which I think is an amazing movie, mm-hmm. um, one best picture. Mm-hmm. They were saying, looking at now, is it 
article on some film magazine online arguing that it's like the most distasteful, stereotypical product of the time movie ever. Because that's, well, Kevin Spacey's in it, whatever you want to say. Yeah, but that, I thought that, it was, that I definitely thought, hurts it nowadays. I, I thought it was so interesting because, um, you know, he's in it. Yeah, but I think it's still a fantastic movie. I think to some extent, like we have to recognize if things are problematic. I think we have to like mm-hmm. say, yes, that is that is problematic. But I think we mm-hmm. also have to look at art. And horror movies are art, people. I think if you're yes, listening to this podcast, you probably agree with us on that. You know what? But it's I just think movies we have to, well, yeah. But I general. think we have to look at art as a product of its time and the and the yes, I agree um, with that. society and culture that it came out of. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yes, we we need to acknowledge when things are problematic, but that doesn't mean that we should throw up the whole thing. No, 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 not at all. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that I might mention that because I think you were, you know you mentioning about the product of the time. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the sequels, yeah, they're not worth your time. Believe me. <laughs> um, I mean, why, if you really want to watch them, go ahead. But yeah, I, um, oh, I, I love it. I mean, it really just like, it, it did everything I wanted it to do. And I think, you know, I think if you're someone who loves that stuff, like I do, I think, you know, that was his ultimate goal, I think was to hit those, you know, yeah. to, you know, I, I think he did a great job of it. Um, and I like the woman who, um, who was the uh, the sister of the guy they killed? Remember they 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 go to her house, and she's she's uh, she's slaughtering oh, the pigs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they have no idea. Do they go they inside see the and they see the photos of, the of him? And they're like, and they're oh, like, oh, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, which so is kind of one weird. other tidbit that I like. So you know the story. They're at the campfire in the beginning. I think it's before Justin Grimm comes. Oh, in. The, bo- the bowling alley. The bowling alley. So, Love that. so that story. Talk about that. Talk about that, that story. Yeah. Do you know this? It's based on a real life quadruple homicide from in Boston in the eighties. Oh, it's I think the, okay, in Eli Roth is a Boston guy because so, there was a big time, um, like four or five homicides in New Mexico back in the eighties. Yeah, 80s no, too, this anyway. is from Boston in nineteen eighty, and okay. um, this this bowling alley former employee Brian Dyer broke in. Um, there were four employees. He he bound their hands, three with handcuffs, the yeah. fourth with his belt, and he bludgeoned them all with a bowling pin before shooting them all once in the head. And um, and they all ended up dying. And he was right. eventually caught, and he got four li- consecutive life terms and died in prison in, in prison in 2011. But I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting that he pulled that real story to make the yeah. Paul sort of ghost Paul ghost tells- story. And 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 he and he tells the story like you know it actually happened. He tells his yeah the same thing. Yeah, happened. yeah. But but the they are now. all like ah oh, yeah, you know like he's like he's just telling them a, a scary story that's not real. And that that was really well done. I mean, they really shot that really nice. And is that is that Eli Roth, the crazy guy wearing like a bald cap? And that is that him too? Isn't that? I don't know. I didn't know if that it was or not. Lot, it looks a lot like him, but I don't know if it is. But um, yeah, they shot that really well. That was really well done too. Yeah, they do like I mean, so they do like a. It would be like a, a flashback, flashback of it, yeah, of the story as he's telling it. Um, yep, that was well done. It was a little. <laughs> I, I, it was very the, different yeah. than the rest of the movie. I feel like it's kind of a. It's almost like they put a little yeah. short film in the movie. Yeah, but it's really cool. Yeah, I also um, I, I love when. You know they're so stupid when the way they you know they they burn this guy they just they they're so stupid. And the next day, I just love Karen's line. <laughs> that man asked for our help, and we lit him on fire. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> so, so one other one other interesting thing funny. that I noticed about this movie was the lighting. So I noticed I love the nighttime lighting in this. There's so it's all mm. pools of light in the darkness. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. And everything's very warm, well like it's all firelight or, or a candle. Even if it's yeah, not, it it's very warm. Yeah. <laughs> And like very yeah. pools of light. And so I found this interesting bit about it that as the film cr- progresses, the levels be- of the light become increasingly darker. And oh, and so, that's the whole point of a horror film, well, right? Light to dark. But it was partially on purpose, but it was also partially because of circumstance because, mm. um, you know, in some scenes it was deliberately darkened. Sure. But in other, um, Joey Kern, who played... Um, What's the other guy? Uh, Jeff. 
Jeff. You play Jeff. And don't, and, and don't you just hate Jeff? Isn't, don't, isn't well, he the great character that you hate? In, like, well, he got his – yeah, he's kind of a dick. But actually, yeah. although – I mean, they're all kind of dicks, let's be honest. Like – yeah. In their own but way, the they're end, all kind of dicks. I made it. I, I made, made it. it. No, you didn't. And he gets blasted. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, so he he injured his eye several times, oh, really? like four times. Ooh. He injured his eye set, and so how? I don't know. But so I know they that. kept having okay. to make on the fly changes to the shooting schedule because of that. No kidding. And so a lot of that. the scenes that take place in the cabin on the last day were filmed in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. Um, when, and when they so could. the light yeah. from the windows is artificial, so it's dimmer than real sunlight. So it was partially on purpose that it was darker in the later bits, but it was also partially because he was injured and they had to work around him being in the hospital and stuff. Okay. I did not know that at yeah, all. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is, that is very, yeah. Oh, huh, okay. Well, they made it work. I, not, I had no idea, so there you go. Yeah, I would have thought it was just totally Movie on magic. purpose. Movie magic. Um, yeah, so yeah, quickly, characters. Okay, they're not, you know, going to win Academy Awards. You know, Jordan Ladd, you know, beautiful actress. Same with Serena Vincent. They work. They totally do the deal. Ryder Strong, he like mm-hmm, said, Boy Meets mm-hmm. World. You know, he really never does anything else besides that. So it's kind of like, it's cool to see him in that. And, you know, he's just like the all average kind of yep. guy. And, you know, Bert is just a dumbass who just drinks beer. Bert, James and Jeff DeBello. Is just like, and Jeff, he's in some other stuff. He's he's not bad. And then Jeff is just like a tool. He's just, you know, I, I love when he, at the end, he, he, when he's leaving, he grabs his six pack and he like covers his mouth and he's like, I'm getting away from all you idiots. And he just like runs off into the woods and yeah. you don't see him for he like just, the second half of the movie. He just ditches them all. <laughs> just, yeah. And then like, when he comes back and they're, he's like, you think he's like breaking down. He's like, they're dead. They're all dead dead and then he's like he smiles care. he's like i, I made, it. made it i survived and, then opens, <laughs> and they open the door and the police just put like 30 rounds yeah in. so yeah let's let, let's think about it okay so karen paul kills karen paul I mean, has to paul has to kill karen because she's dying she's marcy gets eaten dog. by a dog <laughs> Uh, destroyed by a dog and by the way karen was getting eaten by the dog in that scene she would have died anyway but whatever bert gets okay and bert then gets shot by the townspeople head, i think right his head blown off he yeah by the townspeople off. right yep he comes in and he blasts his um, head off and and jeff then gets Paul... shot by the cops when they show up and are because they're hearing that all that these teenagers are killing everybody mm-hmm. yep Hen- now, the hermit whose name is actually henry the hermit um dies of them lighting on, on fire. fire. Oh, how about how about when Paul finds him in the reservoir and he's leaning over with the <laughs> and stick he and he falls in, in on top of him? So gross! <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I love it. I we love it. I love it. We love it in movies when people like fall and land on a dead body, or like, or, or fall into a pit of razor yeah, wire. No, no, no. But like, I'm thinking like it's dark yeah. and they like light the they light the match or whatever, and it's like bones everywhere or dead bodies everywhere. We love people Think discovering about, okay, so, that they're surrounded by death. Here you go. Two great examples, right? Okay, so three. So cabin fever, right there. We talked mm-hmm. about. Remember Suspiria? They yep. fall. She falls into the room full of razor yep. wire. And then Texas Chainsaw Master, when she first comes to the house and she trips and she falls into that room full of bones. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like these crazy, spooky surroundings that are so interesting. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so, but oh, Paul, if you want to know what happens, Paul, I don't think actually we see die at the end. He ends up in the hospital. Ah, he does. He and does. If you watch part, does he? If you watch, if you watch part two, you might just see him. And that's all I'm going to say. Wait, but so he does die at the end. <laughs> I, I, all I'm going to tell you, I know we, I know we spoil everything on this program, uh, but all I'm going to, all I'm going to say is, if you want to see what actually happens to Paul, you have, you do have to watch. But I two. don't. But, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, in this movie, I don't think we see him. He does die. not die. No, he, he is does in not the die hospital. That, he that is, is in really bad shape, but we do well, not see him die. Remember, yes, we do. That, that is correct. But at the end, remember they, they don't leave him in the hospital. Remember at the very end, what happens at the very end of the movie, right? They go and they dump his ass in the creek. And then oh, that last shot, right. that last shot of the movie is a shot of him laying there unconscious and they zoom out and it is a truck coming oh, uh, right, before the, the truck kid, with the little the kids family are scooping up the water in the creek and they're going to make lemonade oh God, and right. everyone in the town. I, I forgot that they drinking. Dump, because they're like, we'll take care of this last guy. Yep. We'll take care of him. Yep. <laughs> and they're all like sort of nudge, the- nudge, wink, wink about it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's they, right. They take they they take care of the problem. Um, so yeah, we then we realize that everyone in the town is gonna get it, which I mean it's like a hilarious ending. Um yeah, I mean yeah. it's just like I said, it just has these <clears throat> super funny moments. Um it just looks really good. It's it's just it's just it's just super entertaining. It's just so much fun to watch. Like you get these moments of like funny for a few minutes, and then it's just back to this like just total gore and violence, and then it's funny again, and then it's like scary again, and mm-hmm. it's just like it's just the, the, the balance is really just really well done. So, what do you think? Do you think now that we've you we've reviewed Tucker and Dale, you've seen Tucker and Dale against Evil? Do yeah, you think yeah. Tucker and Tucker and Dale that this is one of the movies it's riffing off of? Because I think it is where they stop um, and like the kids I can see that. Yeah. So there's the kids, they the the <clears throat> college kids, they stop at the convenience store slash gas station. Tucker and Dale are there. They're like the weird, they're the weird um backwoods uh mm-hmm. townspeople. Yep, yep. And like in this movie, they're not actually bad people. Yeah, right. Although in you know in that we follow Tucker and Dale, whereas in this we follow the kids. But I think there's a little bit of this in that in Tucker and Dale against Evil. I mean, there's a little bit of a lot of horror movies in Tucker and Dale against Evil. Yeah, well, but I was watching yes, this and I was like, I was like, this makes me think of Tucker and Dale. Okay, I can I can see that. Yep, because of the, the dynamic with that. Yeah. Yep. I, I I'm curious. Maybe I missed this. I've seen the movie so many times, and maybe I feel stupid asking this, but. Did we find out what's in the box that that dude is carrying? We don't we never find out what's in there, right? Wait, that who is carrying? <clears throat> um, the uh, the dudes that run the store, the bald guy that gets the screwdriver in the ear. Did we ever find out what he had in that box? Or am I thinking of like Pulp Fiction? <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember think he had a little. So. He, I think remember he, he did, was carrying a box. Yeah, he did have a little box because they were going to go take care of them. Was it the was it was it the gun was in there? The maybe was maybe it was, was the bullets. Um, I, I should know this. I'm sure. I guess maybe I'm it was sorry, just the bullets. It. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of the gold briefcase from Pulp Fiction. That we never <laughs> find out. Maybe I'm. I might be mixing up my movies. I don't um, remember the box being a very like especially important thing. No, I just remember thinking about it, and it's probably. I'm trying to think of what reference it is, and I might be missing that too. But anyway, it's cool. Um. um yeah, you know, I mean, this for me. Yeah, th- this has been a, this is truly a favorite of mine. It really is. Um. And I've been on the hunt forever, and I can't find. I, I want a cabin fever T-shirt, and I I cannot find. Really. It. So anyone out there, please, if you find one, please let me know so I can order said T-shirt. Or if you'd like to gift it to me, I wear size large. <laughs> so thank you. Okay, so uh, anyway. so here's a couple other interesting things that I found. A little tidbits. Um, okay. The uh, the the dog, um, Doctor Mambo. Uh, not a nice dog, like in real life, like mean and nasty. Like they couldn't have people around the dog. It was like an awfully mean dog. So, wasn't well, it? so yeah, he was hired without a rehearsal sight unseen because yeah. he was the dog in the Patrick Swayze movie, black dog. Okay. And Eli Roth thought it would be cool to only be two degrees from Swayze. You know, hey, like the two, the, Wimby, the, right? the like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yep. He wanted to do hey, that with Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. He's the man. He's um, the which man. by the way, I am. Boom, one degree from Kevin Bacon because I was in the same movie okay. as he was. See, there you go. And you need to tell the world about this. Um, it, there's not much to tell. I had one line with uh, in uh, what's it called? My one and only. I didn't I, act with him. Were... I wasn't in a scene with him, but I had one line. Doesn't matter. And he was in that movie too. <laughs> You're both your names are in the both credits. of our names are in the You've credits. So one, I have one so... degree from Kevin Bacon. There it comes. Um, there you go. So yeah, so this dog was um was um older at that point, right? It was four years older, so it was tired, it was a little arthritic, and they did a full day of shooting with it and only had like a minute or so of usable footage. Well, they always say working with and animals so, and children is like impossible. Well, so what right? they so. did was they reshot all the dog scenes with a new dog. And because they didn't have any time or money to find a replacement, they cast a real police attack dog. Like a like a Malinois, right? It was or a shepherd. (laughs) Probably one of the two. It was so vicious and so unpredictable that they couldn't have any of the actors appear on camera with it. That's what I heard. And the crew would hide behind trucks during its scenes and um, operate the cameras by remote control. 
that's that's like I, I I almost feel bad in a way for that. Like that, I kind of feel bad for that dog. Yeah. Like what? Like I know police. I mean, when you think of a police dog, I want a dog that can sniff out like bombs and like stuff. I don't want a dog that's going to try to eat well, me. Like, even it's if awful. it's a dog that should be trained to attack, you would think it should be under very good, like it should be on very good behavior. Yes, yes, it should listen but to maybe its owner. It's yeah. Once they tell it to look, maybe they can't Handler. tell it to look like it's attacking when it's not. Maybe that was the issue. Well, it worked because that thing is mean. I mean, Doctor Mambo was not the nicest it's, dog. It's scary. He's a, he's a professor. He is a professor of being a dog, after all. So, so I also um, have a yeah. little bit about um, the uh, um. Oh gosh, where was it? Oh, the um, the sex scene that that Marcy and Paul have after mm-hmm. everybody's got it. Yep, love it. So she didn't want to be completely naked, but Eli Roth wanted her to. And so she had been, um, she had been not another teen movie and had played a student who yeah, just never right. wore clothes. And she was like, I don't want to really like overexpose myself in this movie too, because I don't want to be ca- typecast as the like nude chick. Yeah. Right, so she right. wouldn't bear her, her butt in cabin fever. No, but it got so intense between her and Eli Roth. Yeah. That she said, if he really wanted a naked ass scene, he'd just have to get another actress for Marcy. Yeah. And they finally got a compromise worked out, which was this. Serena Vincent would show one inch. I think I heard about this. One inch on yeah. film. And that was it. And so when the scene was ready to be filmed, Eli Roth brought a ruler and yes, measured okay, about them. one yes, inch of her butt crack this. and they taped the yep. bed sheets there. Yep. yep. Hey, okay. But the funny That's thing crazy, is but... that later on, there was the, um, the bathroom scene where she discovers the rashes on her back. She volunteered to bear her breasts in that scene, even though it didn't call for it. Shows because she thought she it wasn't butt, yeah. realistic okay. if she was like in a robe and like lowered it and looked at the back. She thought it would be more realistic for her to just take it off and look at her back. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. So there you go. She wouldn't yeah, show her I'd butt, but she it. would show her boobs. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I think I'd heard that one inch story before. I bet that was awkward on set and probably wasted a lot of time. But anyway. Oh, and then this um, is a sad one. Um, so. When she was auditioning, when they were auditioning actresses for Marcy, they did that that um, monologue she does about like being on a plane and you know it's going down. Yeah. And all you want to do is have you know sex because yeah. you know you're going to die. So all you want to do is have sex. Yeah. And um, that those auditions were scheduled on September 11th, 2001. Yes, yes, yes. Heard about that. And they tried to call off the auditions, but everything was kind of in chaos that day. So they couldn't contact a lot of the actresses. If you remember cell phones, you, 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 you could not call anyone. We didn't know where my husband's dad was for the entire day. We didn't know if he was alive or not. Any, any phone Um, you call got a busy signal. You you could not. Yeah. Cause my husband's dad worked the Pentagon. We didn't know if he was alive. So anyways, yep. they couldn't they couldn't get too many of the actresses, so they just kept ahead with the auditions. Um, oh wow! But I think that's Ooh, sad. That's one of those interesting. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those amazing, not amazing, those stories you just do hear from that day that you know affected, you know how it affects every, you know, phase of people's lives and world yeah. and whatever. It's, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sitting here right now and I'm looking into my hallway and I have my cabin fever, um, eleven by seventeen signed by serena vincent and jordan ladd and it's hanging up in my very house. So nice I <laughs> yeah I, I i really do love this movie it really is it, it's it, it's a lot of fun um eli roth like i said i love him i like the hostels um i like some other stuff he's done um the green green inferno cannibal movie Check i haven't that seen out. that one um you know yeah he does this was just this was so much fun to watch i know people a lot of people hate on it i love it um if it's on tv that's an hour and a half, and I know what I'm doing. It with, is so. a fun movie. It's it's <laughs> yes. silly, but it is I fun. It. Um, and it, it, yeah, it, it, it'll get you know, it, like I said, it'll make you laugh, and it'll it'll get you. It certainly um, gets me my fill of violence. That's for sure. It is not short on that. Oh, how about the guy that swallows the harmonica? Remember that? Oh yeah, 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, how awful would That's that be? That's so oh my good. God. He's he's one of the cops, right? No, or is he's he just one, one of the townies. townies. That's, yeah, he's just hanging out. Yeah, he's funny. Oh my god. So so I have a couple yeah. more little like trivia tidbits too. Okay. okay so right. Ryder Strong, Paul, Love while him. they were filming a, a an especially bloody scene, he decided to go for a walk in the woods between setups, and he's like covered head to toe in blood. Well, he runs into 35 schoolgirls on a field trip. Oh, my God. So they see this blood-drenched hiker. They start screaming. And then they realize it's that the star amazing. of Boy Meets World. And they're screaming even more. Yes! Your favorite show. Well, <laughs> now I have to see it. Okay. Well, so they chased him. <laughs> they chased him through the woods. That is and hilarious. so he, met, he finally he did make it back to the film crew. But he said he'd never wander off between oh scenes my. again. Yeah, I would have been so mad at him. Oh my god, that's hilarious! Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, and then also, yeah. um, one of the crew members, this guy Robert Jones, took. They had the decapitated head, head body, the decapitated body prop, um, okay. and he took it home after the film wrapped. And he was pulled over while he was driving home at gunpoint by police because they thought it was a real corpse. That would and they be... held him at gunpoint at gunpoint until they I could mean, confirm that it was just a can prop. You, can you blame him yeah. in a way? I mean, you know, hey, that, that that makes as long as nothing happened, no one got shot, thankfully. Yeah. That is a pretty great story for the rest of your oh, life. Oh yeah. Though, you're you're getting drinks on that for the rest of your life. Yeah. That's and your then, like part of Did you story, know right? that Eli Roth's brothers are in the movie? That so that that might be the guy who plays the dude at the bowling alley then. Okay, Remember well, I was so, asking about so that? no. So, well, one of the, okay, one of them plays one of the sheriff shooters. That's Gabriel okay. Roth. And then Adam J. Roth plays okay. the happy bald guy, which is, I think the dude who's in the that's return. The one. Yeah. He's the dude that's who's in the at, yeah. who's in the ball return. Okay. That's why I asked, because it looks like Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so it. it's not Got Eli Roth, it's his okay. brother Adam. Cool. Um, Got it. All right. And then awesome. also, well, you met Jordan Ladd. She was not really a yes. horror movie fan before this film came around, but Eli Roth gave her a crash she course had... in horror movies. Yeah. She now, of course, remember who you know who her mother is, right? Oh, um, Cheryl Ladd. Yeah, I was trying Charlie's, to think of her first name Charlie's for a Angels. second. Yeah, Charlie's Angels. Yeah, and then she did, and then she did a bunch of. So she did Broken the Club Dread. Yep. So she apparently um, fell she in love in... with horror movies when he gave her like his little. Hey. Hey, you know that's that's okay. And then, like I said, check that movie out, Grace. Um, I think. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. That. Um, yeah. Oh, and so when he when he was trying to sell the script originally, so he must have had this script, Eli Roth, for like several years because yes, yeah, no, a long time. Nobody would. Nobody time. thought the horror genre was going to be profitable anymore. Yeah. Nobody wanted and then to pick Scream it up. Scream came out in '96, which we have to review at some point. Um, uh, yeah. Scream came a out. Game changer. A huge success. Um, and so studios started becoming interested in horror movies again. Um, yep. And so he still couldn't sell his script, though, for a while because studios kept telling him it should be more like Scream. And then yeah. a lot of financiers um, thought that it was kind of unsettling and they didn't really like the use of the N-word in the film either. So True. he had a little True. trouble getting this script out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he hung up to it for quite a while, from what I understand. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it got made because it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's really interesting. <laughs> I really love it. I do. Um, I'm just thinking. I was watching. I guess I saw it on Instagram or something. Uh, he's fifty. Eli Roth is fifty years old now. Man, holy cow! Like this movie was made such a long time ago. It's like amazing. I mean, it's just like time goes by. Like this movie is like twenty years old. Oh now, my god! Yeah, like, we're all we're even, all getting older. Uh, it's like it's dude, not fair. It's wow. not fun, but we are. Hey, I'm just, it's so it's okay. I don't know. It's, well, that's it's, why it's I good. want more horror movies about people our age. Like, why are all horror movies about teenagers and college kids? Not all of them. I know, not, not all. all but um, like, I like horror but, movies but yes. about grown ups that is, too. That is the, that is, that is the formula. You are you are yes, you are correct. But because it works, it is what it is. So. Yeah, and it worked. It worked well in this one too. I think. Yeah, so go watch it. If you haven't it out there, please watch it. It's amazing. It's great. Definitely. So. Yes. All right. Anything else we got to say about this? It's a great movie. Go yeah, watch it if you I, haven't. 
It's really I mean, fun. I think I've said everything, right? I think so. So next up is a surprise again because we haven't decided what we're oh. doing next. Woo! I love I love surprises. <laughs> we are we are uh, playing it by ear. We are flying by the seat of our pants. We are. What are other words for that? Other terms for that? I don't know. We're just we're just winging it, guys. Um, we're just winging it, man. And we're having a a ton of fun doing it. So uh, <laughs> please, guys, subscribe to the podcast uh, or follow us, whatever it is on your uh, Apple podcast or Spotify or or iHeartRadio or whatever the heck you use. Whatever um, you so use that more people there. can find us, rate and review us. Um, and don't forget to send us your movie suggestions, your thoughts on the movies we've watched so far. Actually, tell us if you like this new format. We'd love to hear from you about like what you want from us and and what you like about what you're getting and what you would what you would like to see added to it and things like that. So write us at the scary movie project at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the scary movie project. Peace out. Stupid is as stupid does. The scary movie project podcast is produced by Tara Garwood and Matt Lulich. Learn more at the scary movie project.com. Welcome to the all eighties movies podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.